Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, football is back, which means podcast season is officially back. Uh, First, we'd like to apologize for the abrupt uh, coming to a break for the summer. Uh, Just took off really quick for both of us. Both had to work a bunch. Uh, Just couldn't really find the time to piece stuff together, especially with it predominantly just being baseball left. Um, It was tough for us to find the time to figure out because we don't I would say neither of us are huge on baseball, so it would have been a lot of research for us and a lot of stuff. Um, Whereas for football and basketball, it comes pretty easy. It's more just kind of we can go with the flow. If if that was the case during the summer, we would definitely continued it. But with it being mainly baseball, it was a lot harder for both of us. Um, But we're excited to be back uh, doing the podcast. We got a pretty good, um, pretty packed show. Uh, for the first week of college football and a preview on the opening week of the NFL. Uh, so, do you want to say something before we get into the intro? Or um, just excited to be back, and it's been a long time, I think. But again, apologies. But when we started this thing, we didn't really have a plan, nope. anything like that, and we kind of just ended abruptly. I mean, we could have done some more stuff in the NBA, but then there wasn't a whole lot going on last month and a half but now football is back so we're back so sorry but and crazy busy in the summer so it just didn't work out but we should have some time here for the next couple months and i'm excited season two let's do this thing Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God, oh my God. Oh my God. 30. Touchdown. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. Step on Diggs. And the Minnesota Vikings have lost up on the New Orleans. 2013 NBA Draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Adetokounmpo. Throws it up for Aiton, shot blocked by Adetokounmpo. Knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Phoenix has to foul, and Adetokounmpo throws it down. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1. Today is September 7th, 2022, and Soy, welcome back, buddy. Uh, you ready for this? I think so. I think we got like... A long time coming. 
eight months worth of stuff now going on. Yeah. Um, I, we've got all the way through March, so we'll have a ton of stuff um, for the next eight months for sure. Yep. And hopefully we'll have a better plan on when we're going to end if that yep. is the case um, for next year. Uh, we definitely were going to try to keep going, but it was just like I went on vacation and then I yep. had stuff that came up and then yep. you had stuff that came yep. up. So it was just like it just it, it we were out. we were planning on continuing it, but it just never, never really worked out for us. And like we said in the intro or pre intro, um, baseball is not really our strong no, suit. So I it could give a shit. comes with a lot more work for us to keep keep that going. And we just didn't really have the time for it. So I know that we're all kind of waiting for the NFL, uh, but I think we should definitely talk college football week one, week zero, whatever. Um, So I think we'll just start there and we'll get to NFL after that. We're going to do recap of week one uh, and then a little preview of week two for a couple of games that stuck out. Um, And then uh, we'll talk about top 25 a little bit who moved and who didn't and what we think about that and then we'll get into the NFL and how we go about the NFL I'm going to leave up to soy so when we get there we'll figure that out all right so we'll start with Georgia Oregon um, and this game was supposed to be decent and it was not Georgia Oregon 49 to 3 Georgia uh, so I guess the question for you is did Georgia get better after winning a national championship, or is Oregon just not that great? They just might have, but I don't know. They still have their backups for five stars last year, now it's their time, so obviously I think their defense is going to be really good. The biggest knock on them is Sensen Bennett, and he made Oregon look like they weren't even out there. It was a varsity team versus JV team, what it looked like, but it's actually crazy because Oregon lands a lot of five-star players as well from California and all over the country that want to go play there. But So, uh, yeah, I think it's very clear that Georgia is very good and looking to repeat, and I think it's Alabama-Georgia, then a big gap. But yeah. Georgia obviously looked legit, and Oregon's still a little bit away, but I didn't just absolutely dominate on both sides of the ball all night. So Yeah, I, I mean – Watching that game, you just kept asking yourself, did they really just get better after winning the national championship? And I think, you know, obviously time will tell, but coming off week one like that against a top five team, it sure seems like they got a lot better. And like you said, the biggest question mark is Stetson Bennett, but he did win them a national championship last year. So how bad is he? Or, you know, and he can always build on that. And it, it looks like, that's the route we're going with Georgia, and Stenson Bennett is going to be good this year, or at least good enough to get them in that that spot again. Um, and he was good enough last year, so I don't think he'll get worse. No. Um, and it definitely didn't seem like that um, in game one. 25 of 31, 368 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Yep. Um, for a question mark, that's a pretty good question mark to have if you're uh, defending a national title. I would agree, and their defense is always going to be sick. And I know Kirby Smart said after the game, he's like, "Our players are better," which is that's what it comes down to. Which is something you say when you're the Badgers playing yeah. Illinois State. Yeah. That's not something you should say when you're Georgia playing yeah. a top five team. Yeah. But it seriously seemed like that was the case. Um, was Oregon a top five? No, they were top ten. Wasn't it three and five? No, that was. Oh State. no! Yeah. 
I think five and eleven or three and eleven. Yeah, I'll look. Actually, hold on. Um, Notre Dame was five. Yep. Oh yeah, Notre Dame was five, and Oregon. Where are they? Not that preseason rankings matter. No. One bit. But um, I don't know where they're at actually. Did they really fall? I feel all like the they were eleven. Eleven sounds right. Actually, sorry, I was thinking three five with uh, um, Ohio State Notre Dame, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, either way, top fifteen, top ten, yeah. whatever the case was, uh, you just shouldn't really be saying that. But no. he's right. Like I mean, they are just better. Um, but it's kind of sickening to yeah. see that they're that much better. Like you said, it's like a JV team yeah. going against a varsity team. What it looked like. And, and it's just disrespectful. Not even close the jump, and it probably could have been worse. Oh, for sure could have been worse. <laughs> I don't know, because I obviously quit watching when they were up by yeah. 30 right away. Yeah. It was, like, immediately, but I saw that. Their first seven possessions, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that Stenson Bennett got pulled because the backup got in. I didn't look at his stats, but I just saw that when I was looking up Stenson Bennett's stats. Because I knew they were good, but I wanted to get yeah. the exact stats. Um, I saw that they had the backup in, so like obviously it could have been way worse. Um, but well, either way, Oregon will still probably compete. Oh, they will compete in the Pac-12 for sure. I think it's wide open. A hundred percent. All right, you got anything else there? Not on that game. Georgia's that? legit. They're, I think they're made the next jump of being really, really good every single year, and. They're right on Alabama's heels for sure. Yep, I agree. They were always that team that was good enough, but not like or like good, but yeah. not good enough. And yeah. now they have definitely, I think, at least it's looking like yeah, for now that nice they job. have na- taken that step from yeah. being good, but not good enough. Yeah. All right, um, another one. It was not like a huge game coming into, but it was like a rivalry. Obviously, both uh, North Carolina schools, UNC, App State. Um, and this game was absolutely fucking wild. Yep. 63-61 was the final. Um, I think I had texted you because I had UNC in a teaser, like, plus 12 or something. I can't remember what the line was, yep. but or plus 9. And they were up, like, two scores with, like, I don't know, 12 minutes left. And I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, we're good. Um, and then I wasn't so good. And it was a little sketchy. <clears throat> but... The over-under for the game was set at 56, and they scored 62 in the fucking fourth quarter. Yeah, App State scored 40 alone in the fourth. <laughs> it made no sense. Yeah. Um, on top of both defenses being horrible, you had the onside kick where UNC's front line just demolished the kickoff that was like cover. So did I, but apparently it's not, so... They just murdered them. They took out everybody, and then yeah. he took it in for a touchdown. Like I mean, no contact after ten yards. Or I don't know the rule, but I always thought doing that was illegal now. But apparently not, because they just <laughs> murdered them. It looked like I don't even know. Like it was like they weren't expecting it because they didn't think it, they could get hit. I think <laughs> literally because they like got it. drilled. <laughs> Every one of them it was like four guys just yeah. got smoked. And then he just walks it in for a touchdown. It was crazy. I, when was the last time you saw Ironside get returned for a kickoff? Just video games. It literally, when it glitches and like the yeah. ball fucking squirts out and nobody can pick it up, and then all of a sudden you're in the end zone. But yeah, absolutely crazy game. 
I don't have like, like a ton to say about it because both defenses were just so bad yeah, that it was like I'm just gonna bet over North Carolina games until they can stop somebody. Is that bad? Yeah, the first and they can score. Like App State scored solid. the first four possessions. I think. Yeah, or it was maybe it was just three. I think it was twenty-one to yeah, it's zero. Georgia State, State this week at sixty-four and a half and hammer that looks easy because <laughs> they can score sixty-four themselves yeah. clearly. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, UNC's defense isn't great. Appalachian State's defense, obviously not that good either. Um, I don't really know if either of these teams are going to be decent or not this year, but it was a hell of a first week yep. game to watch. So that's why I threw that in there. Did you have any other ones besides the Big Ten games? Um, that Just Utah and Florida, I'd I, say, and I don't know the hype behind Utah. I mean, I, I think their coach is pretty good, but I never – Saw the hype between them, who did lose, or NC State. I was looking at some projections coming in, and a lot of people had NC State in their Final Four, which is absolutely insane. And I, not that they probably are pretty good, but like it's just NC from State. the blind eye or like looking, knowing a little bit about college football, like you never, I don't know, I never put that together. So I don't know. They almost lost to Eastern Carolina, and then. I think I knew Florida was going to beat Utah. I mean, they played them at home. I think right. it was pretty not an easy game for Florida, but you can't ask for better conditions than bringing a top-10 team into your house, and we'll see. Utah will still be really good um, out west, but that was the only other game that shocked me. Well, not really shocked me, but, you know. Was it? Yeah, for sure. I had that later for our top 25. I was yeah. going to talk about yeah. that game a little bit. Um, that's why I didn't throw it in here, but. We can, I think Florida's better than Tennessee and Kentucky. Yeah. So I'll just skip to the top 25 real quick, the segment about Florida um, being ranked 12 from unranked. Um, oh, yeah, that's... Uh, which is... that. That's why I saved it, because I, want, I wanted to talk about it during this part, but we'll just skip to it right now, and then we'll go back to the top 25 once we get done with all the games. But they went from unranked to 12th. Yeah, that. At, I mean, I would understand if they like if Utah came in and they just demolished them, but like it was twenty nine twenty six. It was a close game. Like it wasn't like they single handedly dominated them, and they had to score fourteen in the fourth quarter to win the game. It was like fourteen eight in the, or fourteen six in the fourth quarter, which is why they won. I don't like. I mean, we gotta pump the brakes a little bit on yeah, Florida. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. And all the teams around them are solid. Right. Like, really solid. Right. But so, that was why I saved it, just because I saw that, and I was just like, are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. They beat seven, but, like, it was close. It's not like they beat them 35 to fucking three or something. Yeah. Like, let's pump the brakes a little bit on Florida. And then I was going to mention in the – we might as well just stick with Florida because – we're already there. Um, for the preview games that I wanted to do was going to be Kentucky, Florida, just yep. for that reason alone. Like I was saying, with the the big jump up to twelve, um, I think it's crazy. Um, but they have the opportunity next week to prove it against Kentucky, who I don't think is going to be great. But I think you know they're still a top twenty-five team. Yes, I know it's early, but still, like then they can at least show. Um, that 
they deserve to be moved up that high. Yeah. I still don't think they should be that high, but yeah. but if if they do win, then you can make the argument, okay, maybe they are 12th. That was the only thing that, like, I but I still it blows my mind. Like, wait until this Kentucky yeah. game. It's not like the yeah. AP committee doesn't know that they have Kentucky coming up. They could have made them, you know, oh, 17 or 19 or, yeah. you know, something like that. They don't need to jump them all the way up to 12. When they have Kentucky coming up, like if if they beat Kentucky, then sure move them up to twelve. But it's a little, yeah. I think it's just it was cra- that was crazy. Trying to create headlines, but right, but even seventeen or nineteen, right, still, right, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Um. So then let's get back to recaps. We'll go into the Big Ten. We always do the Big Ten last because we always talk about the Badgers last, so it always makes sense. Um, so we'll get into the Big Ten. We'll start with Ohio State and Notre Dame. 21-10. This was the three versus five. Yep. Um, this wasn't what I expected from Ohio State, for sure. Um, on both sides of this ball. game, to be honest, but I don't know. I know what you're saying, that you Ohio State's playing, you expect to see 30, 40-point games, but I don't know. I Really don't think it's the same Ohio State team that we've seen the last couple of years. Obviously, they're talented and they're well coached and everything, but I think they're a tier below the last couple of years, from my point of view. But well, the defense is pretty solid or has potential to be good. And then Jeff Jackson Smith and Jigba is obviously a stud. He got hurt in the first yeah, series, so that didn't help. Stroud's a stud, but I think overall I don't see the same hype around Ohio State as I have the last couple of years, but. So, from my perspective, it was interesting because, yes, you expect the offense to be good, but you also don't usually expect Ohio State's defense to be good. Now, granted, Notre Dame has a young quarterback. They're not the greatest offensive team, but this was like a grinded-out game that you never really see from Ohio State. No. Like, they got smacked in the mouth last year by Michigan. Michigan kicked the shit out of them in literally all facets. They, you know, they just... They basically beat them down and wore them down. Um, and this was a game where, in the past, with Ohio State, if they get into a battle like this, they're probably not going to come out on top. Yep. So it's interesting to see that early in the season, it was more so the defense that helped them win a game, whereas normally it's always offense. Yep. So it actually, even though it wasn't what I anticipated, it might have been a huge game for Ohio State down the line. Um, now that they know that they can lean on their defense a little bit um, and the offense doesn't have to go score 40 for them to win a game, yep. um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays into their playoff potential, whether they're going to be a team that could do something like Georgia where they're good um, but never – you know, able to make that next step in the playoff. Um, so we'll see. And this goes for every game that we've talked about. Week one, you know, you just never know what your team's going to come out and look like. I know, don't know too much about Notre Dame. Obviously, new coach. Um, I think they lost a lot to the draft last year. But I don't know, but I think Ohio State's still obviously very, very good. And, yeah, if the defense can – make impact plays and keep other people from scoring, I mean, they're going to be tough to beat no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Score still, so usually you got to keep up. But And the, and another like point that I want to make is um, 
They brought in a new defensive coordinator, Oklahoma State's defense coordinator. I'm blanking on his name right now, but it's interesting that he was able to bring into the Big Ten a defense, whereas in the Big 12, you normally yeah. see huge yeah. like shootout games, yeah. um, and he actually had a scheme where the defense has looked a lot different than what you've seen at Ohio State. So that'll be interesting to see how that develops and if he can bring something to the table that the Big Ten hasn't seen um, from a defensive side from Ohio State. He was from Oklahoma State. Yeah, Yeah, their defense was sick last year. Yeah, right. But it's still like you you think Big 12, you think, you know, like high-scoring games. So it'll be interesting to see what – Ohio State can do um, with a Big 12 sort of mindset defense. Um, All right. Iowa, South Dakota State, we got to talk about this one because even though it was the most boring game ever, it was probably one of the most interesting from week one. Uh, Seven to three. Okay, so Iowa scored a touchdown, right? No. They won the game? No. (laughs) No. Uh, So, no, they didn't. Um they had two safeties and a field goal for a 7-3 to three win. This team was projected to yeah, possibly them in Nebraska to win the Big Ten West. <laughs> How are those teams looking so far, yeah, Sorry, Not too good. And Nebraska almost lost to North Dakota. Yeah, it was like really close at halftime. And then they kind of pulled away, but they also lost to Northwestern in Week yeah. 0. Yeah. Um, so no, yeah, it's I don't know. People just don't. Not that the Badgers are dominant or anything like that, but but like I let's get a little respect here. Yeah, yeah, that's all we're asking for. <laughs> Nebraska has been terrible. Iowa hasn't done anything. They haven't been able to score the ball in three years. Literally, their defense has been good, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's a joke. They were projected above Wisconsin. No bias. Like it's just. No, they're like they're probably it, a little biased, but like for sure it is. Say. But it's it shouldn't be like it should be pretty clear that there's no reason that those two teams are projected to beat the Badgers in the Big Ten West. Yeah, I'm sorry, there's just it doesn't make any sense to me because it's like they've done nothing. Um, they've done nothing to prove that they're actually better in the last four years or whatever. Um, And I just, I don't get it. I was quarterback, just so you're aware, had the lowest QBR of any game from week one with a 1.1. Ouch. I don't even know how that's possible. (laughs) Didn't know it was either. There was also a guy from Rice who had a 1.6, and then the next worst was 7.2. So 1.1. Was Iowa ranked second at one point last year? I think so. And they took the trip to Purdue. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. I didn't get it. The Nebraska one pissed me off more than the Iowa one did, I think. But after watching Iowa's performance week one, I actually don't even know about that. Like, I'm sure they've been a good program, and they have good coaching, and they recruit well and all that stuff. But Nebraska, it's like they were 3-9. and nine. They've had three three-win seasons that I can remember. So it's like, how does that just turn the table one year and they're going to go 10-2 and two and win the Big Ten West? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And, no. I mean, obviously they were in a lot of games last year, but 
These are two FCS schools that they went against <laughs> and struggled. Yeah. I mean, Iowa put up 166 yards against an FCS school. Come on, dude. It's it's absolutely mind blowing to me. I. It's a joke. It's seriously a joke. But we'll see. I mean, I don't think the Badgers will be great, but I I have a hard time believing that Nebraska, especially, but even Iowa is yeah. gonna come out of the Big Ten West. I really. I mean, I. Especially after their first two games yep, or whatever. I agree. All right. Penn State Purdue. This was on Thursday. Um, so this was a pretty good kickoff to week one. Um, that's why I threw that in here. Um, Big Ten action. Penn State Purdue 35 31. Penn State out on top. Um, Purdue. The only like reason that I want to throw this in here was because I watched that whole game. And Purdue should have won this game. Yeah, Purdue had it wrapped. They had it completely wrapped. And then they threw like 15 times yeah. in their final three drives, and like 10 of them were incomplete. Like you were saying on Twitter, like it didn't matter. They had Penn State had three timeouts. It's like it, it does matter, matter though. Like, like you don't, don't have why. to throw it every time. And I'm not saying run it every time either, no. but they were throwing it yeah, every was, down. Yeah. It'd be like 35 seconds off the clock. Yeah, and they would get a first down. Yeah, they. I think they got a first down on two out of their three last drives, but they threw so many incompletions that it literally yeah. ran like thirty-five seconds yeah. a piece off. It was unbelievable. And then Clifford had a pretty solid drive down the game. Yep. I'm not big on him, but he did what he had to do, and Purdue choked it away. I think, and I would not be a fan of playing a conference game for my first game. No. So I'm glad, you know, that we didn't have to go through that. But it's just you put both teams in a real tough situation where you don't really know a whole lot about your team and to throw a conference game out there right away. Obviously, it, it was a good game and that make for good games, but I'd rather have, you know, a few games under our belt and see what our team is about. But yeah, they even don't make the schedule, but I would just hate that if our first game or like a big game like Ohio State, like playing a really good team first. But and that even isn't isn't as bad i mean unless you get your ass kicked like oregon did yeah it isn't as bad because at least you got a chance to win you got a chance to win your conference still like if you lose one game early in the season when you don't really have your team together yeah it's frustrating because it makes it really hard to go and win your conference when yep. you you start owing one in the conference it, it makes it all that much harder to go win your conference now i don't know that purdue was going to Try to win the Big yeah, Ten West. Yeah, they had a great season last year, but I don't think I don't think Penn State probably is going to either with Michigan, Michigan State, yeah. and Ohio State. I don't think they really have a chance, but still, it's just tough when you're a team that's like going to be middle of the pack and you got to start week one with a conference loss yeah. or a con- I mean, yeah. it helps when you get a conference win right away, but when you just you don't know and there's but now it's unknowns. like you play a conference game, then you go play three bums, right, and then. You don't Back play to conference. conference team for another four or five weeks here. Right. So, I don't know. But, yeah, Purdue for sure overachieved last year. I don't think they'll be as great this year. They lost their two best players on offense and defense. So, And Penn State, no, I don't. I mean, obviously they'll be good. They're Penn State, and they do have some absolute dogs on D. Yeah. Like, they have NFL guys everywhere. Well, that was another thing with Purdue. They kept throwing at the same guy. I was like, why do they keep throwing at him? And the announcer's like, yeah, he's probably giving me a first-round pick. I was like, yeah, I could see why like 
They literally threw him at like five times and he every time he fast break up. And it was a, like a sick fast break <laughs> yeah. up. Like he played yeah. it perfect. Every I was like, time. wow, he's damn good. And I didn't know his name or anything like that. And he's projected first round pick. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I stopped throwing the ball at him. Like, <laughs> right. I, yeah, it was it was poor coaching. I would say I'm not saying that it might have changed the game, but it just to me felt like they pissed that away. Do, yeah, for I sure. Purdue was winning the game, and then the last four minutes was just brutal. Yeah, I think there was like six and a half minutes left, and I think they got three possessions, and I they probably wasted like less than two minutes yeah, of the clock. Yep. I mean, I get it. They had three timeouts, but. Still, dude, like it changes things, especially if you can like grind it out and get a first down run on the ball two, three times. Like that hurts your defense. Like that just hurts, you know, the momentum and it, it's it's frustrating as a defense yeah. if they can run on you and get a first down. Granted, they were having a really good game throwing the ball, so I get it, but it's just like I I can't really defend it either. No. So, all right, we'll move on to Wisconsin. Uh, we played at Illinois State week one. 138 to zip, uh, longest pick six in school history paired with the longest rushing TD in school history, um, which was pretty cool. Outside of that, don't have like a ton of notes. I think the defense is going to be pretty good. We didn't look so great early, um, but again, like we were just talking about, that's why you don't want to play conference opponent week yeah. one because you just don't know right away. Um, sometimes it takes you a little bit to get the jitters out. I think that's what we saw on that first possession where Illinois State went down the field and then we had the pick six, or yeah. maybe that was the second possession. But they went, we, you know, we had the pick six and then that changed the tides of the game. Defense looked fantastic yeah. after that. Um, Braylon obviously looked really, really good. I did want to say, like, I hate to do it to myself again, but Graham actually looked pretty good. I know he only threw it like seven or eight times in the first half. But, like, on the throws he did make, they were on target yeah. with a little bit more juice behind him. Um, and you could see he was actually like going through progressions. I think that has a lot to do with like, yeah. you know, just there isn't really a clear cut, like number one receiver, like Jake Ferguson's not there, yeah. you know, Shamir DK, I don't think will be like a guaranteed no. number one. So he really is going to have to like go through some reads and find somebody that's open. Um, but I'm not going to do it to myself no, yet, but yeah. he definitely looked better. Yep, new offensive coordinator, too. Hopefully helped him out a whole bunch and learning the playbook and going through progressions and reads and that stuff. And then the defense, yeah, and Leonard we trust. There's a whole lot of new faces, I think. Um, I know our starting safety is probably out next week, Hunter Waller, so new guys stepping in there. But a lot of different faces on the D, but I think uh, there'll be household names here soon because – I think the defense will make a bunch of plays all year, and we just need the offense to be able to keep up. Right, and not go three and out running it three times yep. would be great. So if Graham could make a third and seven conversion once in a while, that would be sweet. Um, yep. But, yeah, I don't have a ton. I'm not going to, like, overhype. I'm not going to, no, like, yeah. you know, dig too much into it. Um, what do but, we got Washington State? Yeah. They're a little better. They yep. can score points, so we'll yep. see. Yeah. All right. We'll get into the top 25. Uh, like I said, I was going to do the Florida segment here, but we can skip that. I'll just run through it quick. Um, Bama, number one. Georgia, number two. Ohio State falls one to three. Michigan up four uh, to four. Number five, Clemson. They fell one. Texas A&M didn't move at six. 
Oklahoma falls two to seven. Notre Dame falls three to eight after their loss to Ohio State. Um, Baylor nine falls one spot. USC up four to ten. I think that's crazy, but we'll see. Um, Oklahoma State up one from 12 to 11. Florida, as we talked about, is now number 12 um, after being unranked. Utah falls six spots after their loss to Florida to 13. Michigan State up one. Miami up one. Arkansas up three to 16. Pittsburgh didn't move. Um, or Pitt didn't move, I'm sorry. 18. Uh, NC State down five. You touched on them a little bit. Badgers fell one spot. I don't know why. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, but whatever. Kentucky, no change at 20. BYU up four from 25 to 21. Ole Miss down one to 22. Wake Forest down one to 23. Tennessee unranked, moving into the top 25 at 24. And Houston down one. Outside of the Florida one, um, not a ton there for me. USC moving up to the top 10. I don't know. Yeah, not big on Baylor or USC. Yep. Um, and then... Or Miami. Yeah, or Miami, really. And NC, I don't think Pittsburgh's very good. No, I don't think After so. After backyard brawl. No. But... Other than uh, that, this looks about the same as it does every year, so... Yep, we'll see how it shakes up from here. Obviously, week one, week two, week three, you don't see a ton of movement. You get a couple big games, there's some big jumps. The Florida one we talked about, don't really get it at all, Yeah, but... I'm really starting not to like Michigan. No? I don't know. I mean, they obviously had a great year last year, but one great year, and now they're all the way up to four, so, like, obviously, they much respect. Obviously, they haven't been a bad program, but... They've had some down years and, and haven't done much besides last year. And, and they don't have a quarterback. State. Well, they have two. Two. Yeah. So you so don't I, have one if you have two. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I obviously get the hype because of the great season last year, but I don't know. Overall, I'm not, not, big. not impressed with them. We'll see. Yeah. That's, I mean, like I said, it's going to be interesting. These first couple weeks we'll get through, and then that's when it – really starts to kick off and you yep. get an idea of what what everybody looks like because even these week one games you can't really take a ton away from like maybe Oregon will be really good they just started really yeah. shitty and got down so bad early that it's yep. really hard to come back from um then same goes for Georgia like maybe they just got off to a really hot start and they're not going to be as good as yep. everybody thinks they are you, week one is just so tough because you can jump to so many conclusions and yep. like you really shouldn't do no, that yet. Yeah. So I bet Notre Dame's gonna be really good right. too. So All right. Um before we get to the NFL, we'll just do some previews for next week. Um I've got a couple games that we can talk a little bit about. Don't have to talk a ton about. Um but I just threw this one in here because it's funny to me because every year Texas is back. Um they're playing Bama next week. Uh let's see. Is Texas gonna yeah, be back no. or no? Bama by 25-plus. They're 20-point favorites. Yeah, Alabama's covering that. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree as well. Uh, the only reason I threw that in there was just because Texas is back every year, and we're going to watch them not be back in week two. Well, they so. better figure it out quick because when they join the SEC, like... They're fucked. Yeah, like, it's now or never. Like, I'm obviously in eight, ten years, I could get some more recruits or whatever, or four to six years, but... In the near future, it's not looking great for him. No. 
just an absolute gauntlet. Yep. There's no gimmies. So, but yeah, Bama by 20. Easy. Yep, agreed. All right, and then the reason I threw this one in here as well, uh, Tennessee's going to uh, number 24. Tennessee's going to number 17, Pitt. Um, as we just, as you just mentioned, you don't think Pitt's that great. I agree. Um, they struggled early against West Virginia. Um, they didn't look all that good. They really probably shouldn't have won that game, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and they get an SEC opponent coming to them, which doesn't happen very often. Um, I actually think this is going to be a really good game. Like, I think it's going to be close. Um, but I don't think Pittsburgh's going to win it. Um, but Tennessee coming to Pitt as six-and-a-half-point favorites is yeah, pretty crazy to me. And they're 24th in the rankings. and Yeah, 17, which is pretty wild. Um, but that kind of tells you what the bookmakers think about Pitt. Yep. Um, and I just, also West, the SEC. West Virginia looked a lot better than I thought they would. So sure. I don't know if that's Pitt being bad or West Virginia being good. But I think Tennessee wins the game just because SEC and just a whole different physicality. But. Pitt could cover. I think for so sure. too. That's, That's a lot of points at home, like for sure for a top twenty team. That never Agreed. Should be that way, but <clears throat> that's why I put that game in there too, just because like the line stood out to yeah. me that a home team is six and a half point dogs is pretty crazy. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and then Kentucky, Florida was another one, but we already talked about that, so we'll skip it. And then I just want to we'll always preview the Badgers, of course. Um, so. I, when I saw this game on the schedule preseason, I was a little nervous about it. Um, I'm still a little bit nervous about it. I know Graham looked a little bit better. I know the defense looked better after, you know, the first two possessions. Um, but Graham only threw it seven or eight times. I can't remember exactly what it was. I know it was, like, right around there yeah. um, in the first half. And he's going to have to throw it more against Washington State. Sure. Um, and like you said, Washington State can score some points, so we'll see how the defense holds up against a better offensive team. I think, I mean, it feels like a letdown game um, for the Badgers, but I, I, I think they'll win it. I just, I'm, I'm nervous. Well, they're 17 and a half point favorites, so yeah. Helps. I'm not too nervous. I think, I don't know what time the game is, but I think that one's that, uh, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Well, the Badgers get going. They'll shut them down. It'll probably be a close first half, and hopefully we pull away and wear them down. But you just never know what to expect. So nope. I could expect, or I don't know what to expect. <laughs> like Anything could happen, but I think they take care of business. Pretty I easily. agree. I think Washington State's coach is from Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. I think gotcha. so. But. All right. Uh, let's get to the NFL. Um, we've all been waiting for it. Week four. Week one is finally here. Um, we've made it. Um, and I think, like I mentioned earlier, we're on track for eight months of great sports starting now with college football last week, um, NFL coming this week, and then college hoops ending in March. Uh, and then you've got the NBA still. That'll be like May or June. Um, so we've got eight to nine months of really good sports, uh, hopefully some good podcast stuff. Um, but I'll leave it up to you where you want to start. Do you want to talk fantasy first? Do you want to do some uh, predictions? Or do you just want to get right into the games? Let's do Super Bowl predictions. Super Bowl predictions. All first, right. and then we can do fantasy. Okay. 
Why don't you we won't go through divisions. Just no. I'm going to say the Bills, and I think the Rams. The Rams again, huh? Yep. I just think I don't know. I don't think Tampa's as great as they have been. Packers. Not sure about the receivers. Other than that, I don't know. The Saints. Not gonna trust them. Jameson. Cowboys. No. James. Vikings. No. People are high on Philly. No. no chance. No. So I don't know. I think that's about it in the NFC. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. 49ers could be really good, but if Trey Lance, Trey Lance doesn't work out. We don't know. Then. So there's just a whole bunch of question marks. And I think the Rams bring everyone back, plus some. So and then I think this year the Bills finally do it and get over the hump. I you think, think it'll be really, the. Really good. You think it'll be the Chiefs or the uh, Bengals? Uh, I'm going to say the Chargers. Chargers. Okay. I like it. Yeah. All right, so I kind of set you up for a trick question there because I like the Chargers yep. actually to come out of the <laughs> AFC, so I just wanted to see yeah. where your head was at. Um, I like the Chargers. Um, I think Herbert is going to make a huge step this year. His offense is completely reloaded. Uh, they've got no changes offensively except for they did draft rookie Joshua Palmer. We'll see how he is in that, like, I don't know, third-ish spot. Um, but – You've got Eckler coming back, Keenan coming back, Mike Williams coming back, and then on the defensive side, they're going to be just as good. Um, probably, well, they will be better, I would imagine, um, with the addition of Khalil. Um, I think they're going to be a super tough team. <clears throat> really what it's going to come down for me is coaching. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit later as to why I think that, um, but I'll save that for later. Um, and out of the NFC, I'm going to go with Brady and the Bucks. Uh, I don't think they really changed much. No, um, they yeah. lost Gronk, but big deal. It doesn't. I don't think that makes a huge difference. Um, they've got Russell Gage coming in, um, Julio coming in. I think they'll be fine. Uh, I think it was – I can't remember the exact stat, but I want to say it's like since 2010 if Brady has lost – in the playoffs, the back following year yeah. he wins the Super Bowl. So fuck it, I'm just gonna roll with it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's Brady and he can. So, and like you said, I think there's a lot of question marks, but I do know how hard it is to go back to back to the Super Bowl, not even win it, but go back to back, especially after winning the Super Bowl. Yep. Like it's a little bit easier to do if you made it and didn't win it, but when you make it and win it, it's even harder, I would say. Um, so I think. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Rams to get back there. Packers have a ton of question marks, although their defense is going to be really good. Vikings, not sure. First-year head coach, kind of sketch. Don't know about that. I just that. threw that one out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not expecting anything. No. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, Eagles, no chance. Niners, I'm not huge on Trey Lance. We'll talk about all these teams kind of individually, but yep. that's where I'm at. for. So I'll, I'll go Chargers, Bucks. That'd be a sick matchup. Be super sick. All right, and now do you just want to do fantasy or you want yep. to do the games? Fantasy. Okay. I'll start. Um, we're going to just do two players each, um, breakouts and busts. Yep. Um, I'll just start with the breakouts. I think um, Jerry Judy is going to be a huge, huge breakout this year. He's always been, like, you know, talked about every year. I feel like just never really had a quarterback to get him the ball, couldn't stay healthy. Um, but now he's got Russ. Can he stay healthy? Um, 
I think hopefully he can, and I think he's got just massive upside this year. If he stays healthy, I think he'll be really, really good. I don't know about, like, top 10 receiver, but definitely top 15. Um, I I, Like, I just – Russ is going to have to throw the ball. He always has thrown the ball. So I I think Judy could do really well with Russ if they can get the connection down. So that's where I'm going to start. All right. And then mine, uh, my first one's going to be Michael Pittman uh, from the Colts. I think he's going to have – Great, great year for him. Um, I don't know. He was obviously solid last year, but I think Matt Ryan, getting Matt Ryan in there, and Matt Ryan is used to force-feeding the ball to one receiver, and I think Al Pierce is the Colts' number two. Uh, no. Um, God, I always forget his name, too. I had to look it up because I forgot. What is it? Hold on. What is his name? But. You look that up. But just regardless, I think Pittman. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Okay, yeah. But I think Pittman is going to take the next step, and I think he's going to get targeted all the time, and that'll be easy over 1,000 yards, and the Colts are going to be really good. Their defense is going to get a bunch of stops, and I think Matt Ryan will have the ball a whole bunch, and Pittman. I like it. Uh, So my number two is going to be Chase Edmonds. I think Edmonds could honestly be a league winner for a lot of fantasy owners this year. Um, he had a great year for Arizona last year. The only issue was James Conner was stealing all his touchdowns. Yeah. Literally, he'd get him all the way down the field, and James Conner would have a five-yard touchdown run, which is why James Conner had such a good year last year. I think he scored like 19 touchdowns or something ridiculous. Um, but I think Edmonds um, is going to be huge. A lot of people are talking about Tua having a really good year with the addition of Tyreek. Jalen Waddles another year into the league. Um, they've got a pretty good defense uh, <clears throat> so they should have the ball quite a bit. Um, but I don't think it's going to be too I actually think Edmonds is going to benefit more from this. I think their ability to scare defenses with their two weapons in Tyreek and Waddle really open up the run game for them. Um, and in the past, even with like no-name running backs, you've had some really good breakout fantasy players for a year or two. Yeah. And I think Edmonds has the ability to like step into a – you know, a top 15, maybe sneak into a top 10 fantasy running back, especially because Tua, even with the talent he's got, will still be checking the ball off a lot. So, like, on a point, you know, a PPR league, <clears throat> he should be pretty good, I think. So. There it all, Yep, checks out. Uh, my second one's going to be A.J. Brown from the Eagles now. Um, I think Jalen Hurts um, is a big – another year in the league, um, I – People are really, really high on him, I think, as a fantasy quarterback because of the legs, but I would assume he was working on all on all offseason, uh, throwing the ball. A.J. Brown, another weapon. Um, they have Devontae Smith to stretch the field, but I think A.J. Brown will always be there for a bunch of receptions and catches and kind of the most reliable guy and yards after catch and that stuff. And Philly has a lot of expectations this year, so if they want to do anything, I think A.J. Brown's going to get a big year, and I think – He'll just be super, super reliable, and Hurts will find a way to get the ball because he's probably their best playmaker. And I think, yeah. and Devontae Smith can beat people downfield, so I have to throw one guy over the top of him and let AJ Brown just go to work. And he was productive with Tannehill, so not that Tannehill's that bad, but right. I think AJ Brown's gonna have a really big year for the Eagles. No, I agree. I think as long as he's, I mean, all these guys, obviously, but, like, A.J. Brown, same thing. Like, stays healthy, he should have a really yeah. good year. You want to do some honorable mentions? Sure. I'll just throw some out there. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Tony Pollard. Yep, I, think. I like that a lot. Uh, D.J. Moore I was thinking of. 
Yep, I don't mind that. Um, anyone you got? Um, I think <clears throat> Hollywood Brown's been like a you know a guy where the last few years they thought he would always get it going with Lamar. Yeah. Um, hasn't been the case uh, necessarily, but we'll see. Um, you know, with Kyler, I think he could have a pretty decent year. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to think Another of another like, one that I, Cortland Sutton, kind of same thing as Jerry Judy. I think Sutton could be a legit, legit number one receiver. And now that he's got Russ throwing the ball, I think he obviously could be really, really good. Both either of those two could bust out and be the number one or kind of one A, one B. But Darnell Mooney, yeah. I like. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about it as we do the preview for next week because I have a ton of stuff about, you know, like quarterbacks taking <coughs> the next step um, and how that's going to affect the teams. But I think it'll also affect a lot of people fantasy-wise. And if Fields can take that next step, Mooney should have a really good year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's probably a ton I'm, like, missing right now. but. Um, yeah, there, there's a oh, ton from it. And Dylan Gabriel. I think he's going to eat up. Davis? Gabriel Davis? Gabriel Davis, yeah. Backwards. But Dylan Gabriel? Gabriel oh, Davis? Oh, that's the quarterback from Oklahoma, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dave Davis. <laughs> Gabe Davis. <laughs> but, yeah, I, there's a ton um, that yeah. have a really good chance of if they're quarterback. I think, like, a lot of those teams that have a questionable quarterback, like, the number one or number two guy there could have, like, stellar years. And so we'll see. Yeah. All right, you got Bus. Bus. Uh, my first one's going to be Chris Godwin. Um, I just – coming off an injury, um, obviously he's still got Tom Brady throwing him in the ball, but I just don't see him having as productive years. Um, I think they're going to try and spread the ball out more. They still have Mike Evans, who's really, really good. And not that Chris Godwin's, like – Unreal good, but he had some huge games last year, and I just think there's a whole lot going on with the Bucks offense, and not that they won't figure it out, but I wouldn't expect Godwin to have a big year this year. I think it's going to be Mike Evans, uh, Fournette, and, you know, obviously Godwin will get his catches and stuff, but I don't see any huge games out of him. For sure. Um, so along with my boss, I have, like, probably some honorable mention um, breakouts as well, and like you mentioned, Pollard. I'm going with Zeke. Yep. I know that he hasn't had, like, the greatest years recently, so I don't know if this is really, like, a fair bust, true bust, but I'm going to go with it anyways because I know that he's still going pretty high in a lot of drafts. Um, so I think it's Zeke, um, for me, is the number one bust. I just – I honestly truly believe Pollard might even take this job over, like, not completely, but pretty closely – uh, I just think he brings a lot more to the offense than Zeke does at this point, um, especially out of the backfield receiving-wise. Um, I just, I don't know, I, I haven't been big on Zeke um, the last couple of years, and I know he had some really good years, but he really hasn't done much recently, and I think the Cowboys are trending towards liking Pollard a little bit more, and I just, I, I like Pollard more personally as well, so Zeke for me. Next one is going to be. I can go too. Yeah. Or, no, I got. I don't. Debo Samuel. I think everyone's high on him because I'm not saying, again, that he was not going to be good. I obviously think he'll put up a decent amount of points, but I think everyone's expecting him to have the same 
last six, what he did last six weeks of him getting the ball a hundred times a game and racking up all these yards, both receiving and rushing. So I think, and they have Trey Lance as playing quarterback, who's not proven in the league yet. So I think they're every single defense is going to be loaded up on Debo, Debo, and obviously, you know. He'll be good. He'll get his touches, but without a reliable quarterback or an unknown quarterback, I just think every defense can be loaded up on him. And because at one point last year he was the offense, they were a one-trick pony. Like, yep. And not that it didn't work, but I just think um, a lot of more people will be ready for it. And I see why he went so high in the drafts, but I could see him have just an average year for where sure. people know it's coming. And that's what you have to stop if you want to stop the 49ers offense is Debo. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I had two, and I don't, again, these aren't necessarily like true busts. These are more like realistically almost more breakout candidates because of their backups. Um, but I've got Richard Penny and Devin Singletary. I know, again, like they're not super highly thought of or thought after options. Um, but for people that went like wide receiver heavy early, in their drafts these are two like options that come later in the draft that you either don't have a choice or you might like later in the draft um but i i'm not big on them at all um i just have a feeling that both in both situations the guy behind them within the first six weeks are going to take their job uh so we'll start with penny uh he's backed up by michigan state standout and heisman candidate kenny walker uh, this guy's going to be a stud, I think, um, at the next level. He showed it towards the back half of the season with Michigan State last year. Uh, I think he can be really dominant. Um, I also think he brings more of the passing game um, than Richard Penny does. And with Geno Smith as the Seahawks quarterback, which is brutal, <clears throat> um, he's going to be a check down machine. So PPR leagues, uh, I think he can do really well um and as for Singletary it's kind of the same story um except for they have a good offense but Singletary hasn't really been able to put up good numbers in a good offense um and there's a reason that they drafted James Cook um I think that they don't really trust Singletary as well and they think James Cook can bring a lot of variety to the offense um obviously he's the brother of Delvin so if he can bring anything to the table that Delvin did or has and does I think he could be huge for the Bills offense. Yeah, Singletary's kind of odd man out. Yep. For sure. So. He just – I like, in that offense with Josh Allen as your quarterback, they should have a really good running game, and they just haven't. Yeah. They really haven't. Um, and I just see James Cook being able to bring a lot more to the table than, than Delvin can. So Or Devin can. Um, so, I don't know. It was more, <clears throat> I guess, breakout candidates, but yeah. I just – when you look at the draft and you go wide receivers at the top of the board, these are two names that like are left that are, you know, you almost have to take them. And I almost think it's not worth taking them yeah. because you can get their backups later in the draft. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> those are my boss, I guess. Zeke, Devin Singletary, and Rashad Penny. Uh, just a small one. <laughs> I don't think Kyler Murray is going to have a great year. I don't think so either. I th- He's obviously, I think, is the top three quarterback in mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Maybe not the last couple of years, but he was for sure at the top of the rankings um, and everything that I saw, and I think just a huge contract. 
Uh, no Hopkins, a lot of pressure on him, and he hasn't, to me, proved that he's that guy yet. So, no, I agree. Know, I think he's going to have a down year. And, like, again, these aren't true busts either, but, like, a lot of people are talking about Tua being a breakout quarterback, Jalen Hurts being a breakout quarterback, and I just don't see it at yeah. all. I can see Hurts, definitely not Tua, though. No. But. So. All right. We are here, week one. Let's do some preview, huh? Yep. Um, it's kind of, this was, like, I just want it to start. Like, I don't want to talk about what ifs and stuff no, like yeah. that. Like, I just yeah. want it, like, I want it to start so we can talk about what happened, what actually happened, and not what we think is going to happen and what we've heard and <laughs> all that shit. But here we are. So um, for all these games, I kind of, you know, threw some points and stuff of, you know, question marks who I think is going to step up, blah, 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 for every team. Yeah. Um, and I didn't necessarily talk about the games as much, um, but more so the recap of the off-season moves and stuff like that. <clears throat> but we'll start tomorrow night already. we got Bills-Rams. Super excited. This would be your Super Bowl matchup, huh? Oh, yeah, yes, it would be. So we'll right. see. First game of the year, last game of the year. <laughs> All right. Um the defending champs are taking on the high-powered and great defense of the Bills. Um, high-powered offense and great defense of the Bills. Um, there's a few question marks for both teams, I would say. Um, the Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Rams, which is interesting. Defending champs at home. Um, this, I think, talks a lot about um, the question marks that the line makers might have about the Rams' offense. Um, <clears throat> you know, they lost some key guys. Akers coming back now that they didn't have for most of their run last year. Yep. Um, they lost OBJ, but they have Allen Robinson now, so there's just some question marks, some pieces of the puzzle that they have to find, figure out. And on the flip side of the ball, um, you've got the Bills that didn't change at all. No. At all. You they know. just added. They just added. They got Von Miller from the Rams on the defensive side, um, and then the offense is almost to the T for now exactly what it was last year so i think that has a lot to do with this line is that they know what they have where the yeah. rams don't necessarily know what they have quite yet um who's playing for the who's the linebacker from the seahawks that went to the rams um oh my god no, no you're gonna grab me nuts with that um, bobby wagner yep yep he's on the rams yep <clears throat> So, for me, I think when I was just looking at that line, that stood out to me a little bit, but I think that's why, is that even though the Rams might actually have a better offense this year, they just don't know yet, yep. um, and it might take them a couple weeks to yep. figure out. So, I think that's why the Bills yep. are favorite. That's I'm going to be on the Bills, just because of a weird line. Mm-hmm. Must know something. Right. They're, they're, it's too out of character for... Yeah, yeah well, a defending champ to yeah. be at home and not favorite is yeah. pretty strange to me, especially with, like I said, most of their offense coming back. Yeah. But there's just a few question marks where I think it's, I think that's why is they just don't know and, yet. And the Rams for sure weren't a fluke last year. No, it wasn't like they beat injured teams or they, I mean, they went through everyone and yeah. beat them fair and square. So. Yep, I agree. Um, and then the over under in this one is at fifty two. Um, I don't know. I mean, we don't have to do picks for every game, but I want to do it for uh, this one just because. percent of the people are going to be on the over, though, just uh-huh. for fun and first game of the year. Yeah. Too. They want to see points, but 
I'd almost lean under that number just because fade the public. But True. Um, the only reason that, like, I when I, I just took a first glance at this yeah. and wrote my notes, yeah. but I my first initial thought was maybe take the over here because I think, like, early season jitters tend to hurt defenses more than they do offenses, yeah. especially if they have a good offense the previous year. Like, the jitters just aren't there. They know they can score points, whereas, like, a defense is going against a high-powered offense yeah. from last year. They might have a little bit more jitters, a little bit more stuff to work out. Um, so that's the only reason I'd lean over. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going Bills over, I guess, yeah. probably for that one. We'll see. I'm excited, though. Thank God it's back tomorrow. And, like, I, we don't have to talk about the preseason at all, but, like, the first week is sick. You're like, oh, it's back. And then it's just like, dude, can I, we just start? I don't think I watch one snap. Like, the first quarter, it's just like, let's go, and then it's just like, I'm done. Yeah, this sucks. Like, get me to the real football. All right. So, Sunday, we just go in the order off of Google where, you know, so starting at noon, um, there's a bunch of games at noon, obviously, but we'll start with the Eagles-Lions. So, I'm going to be really repetitive here. I'm just going to give you guys a heads up because this is the case for like so many teams in the league (laughs) is if their quarterback can take the next step and like I was trying to think of other things and it's just like that is it though it's really what it comes down to so um we've got obvious question marks for both teams um is Hurts going to finally make the next step with AJ with the addition of AJ Brown um and still the Alabama star Devontae Smith um and is the defense going to be the same or better they were pretty good um, especially the second half of the year for them. So we'll see how they do. Um, and then the Lions, obviously, we know how last year went for them. They're going to keep Goff. Um, but they did add some more offensive firepower, DJ Shark. Um, obviously, Jamison Williams, he'll be out for the first, I think, four weeks is what they're projecting. Um, and then they'll get Quintus. Really? I thought it was like half the year. No. Oh, it's like four to six yeah, tops. not bad. Um, and then they'll be getting Quintus Cephas back. Badger wide receiver that actually stepped up for them quite a bit um, yeah. before he got hurt last year. So, um, Eagles are four point favorites. Over under is forty nine. Um, I don't know. I like the Eagles here. I just can't bet the Lions. I kind of like the Lions. Jared Goff's five and all in the first games of the year against the spread. I know that for a fact. And I think they're gonna win. More games than well, they're for sure gonna win more games than they did last year. I mean, well, yeah, but I actually they're gonna be really solid and really tough out for a lot of people, and they were last year, and they didn't find a way to win a lot of times. But I don't know. I haven't watched any hard knocks either, but I, I think Dan Campbell's a really <clears throat> good coach, and the guys will fight. And I mean, I've seen the videos on Twitter, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, I'm sure every team's like that and does all the same kind of stuff. But I think they're gonna be a tough out, and I'll find a way to win some. Wacky games this year. For sure. Um, all right. 49ers-Bears. Bears lose Khalil Mack and Allen Robinson. Didn't really add anything um, I, as far as I like no, can think I of off the top of my head. Uh, no. I mean, really. Um, wasn't there a Packers receiver that went there? Who? Oh. I don't know. I don't know his name. I don't yeah, know. the Bears didn't add anyone. No. Um, and then, again, another question mark, field second year. Can he be more effective offensively? I'm going to go with probably not. I really don't 
I just he's in such a shitty situation. I just yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then Niners are riding Trey Lance, so we've got another question mark. Um, a lot of people are anticipating him having a great year. I saw him as a breakout candidate for a lot of fantasy, um, which usually if you're a good fantasy quarterback, it translates to being a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really quite yet ready to jump on that train. I, I think no. there's a lot of question marks there. Um, but you the, haven't seen anything. Right. You have seen nothing. So I don't, I don't know how you can just like jump on that train. However, to his, you know, to his favor, he is inheriting an NFC championship caliber team. Yeah. Um, while Jimmy G was decent last year, he didn't deliver a ton of offense. Like you said, it was, they were a one-trick pony with Debo. Um, so he doesn't have to do a ton to be better than Jimmy G, which is really what no. they need. Um, but I just, I'm not sure. 49ers are in a tough spot, for sure, because if Trey Lance doesn't work out, how quick do you jump back to Jimmy G and then lose Trey Lance? And I know they don't really care about losing Jimmy G, but they brought him back for a reason because they're nervous if Trey Lance doesn't work out. Me selling that because their roster is so good and they're right there and I think they'll be one of the best teams in the NFC but you know how quick do you pull the trigger on Lance if it doesn't work out and then you lose him where you put invested a lot in I would think right otherwise none of this would be going on so yeah you don't want to lose your franchise or cornerstone but then you're also trying to win with the roster you have now so Tough situation for, for the 49ers. Sure. I think, and but if like, Trey Lance lights it up, then they look like geniuses and for all sure. this stuff. But like, if one bad thing goes wrong or he has two bad games in a row, like, but even if he does light it up, do they really look like geniuses? Probably not, because then they should have traded Jimmy G. Yeah, sure. and got something for yeah. him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there really isn't a good like win-win not, situation yeah, for them. Lose, lose, I think. I, like unless they go win a Super Bowl, then I yeah. guess none of that shit matters. Yeah. But it's like, if if Trey Lance does have this great year that a lot of people are anticipating, like, it they're kind of dumb for keeping Jimmy yeah. G. Then so it's like it there really just isn't a really good situation for the 49ers other than go win a Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> you know, which we all know how hard that is to do. So. Uh, line for this, San Fran minus 7, over under 40 and a half. Ooh, that's low. It's really low. But I like the under. I do too. I don't think the Bears score more than 7. Yeah. 7 or 10. Yeah, I agree. And I think San Fran wins by 7. Yeah. Even with Trey Lance, I mean, their defense is going to be good enough. They can run the football well enough. They got Elijah Mitchell coming back this year. Um, I think they'll be okay. Yep. <clears throat> All right, Steelers-Bangles. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game. Um I think just because there's a lot of hate on the Bengals for some reason that I've been seeing. Like, yeah. I've seen Joe Burrow as a bus candidate. Like, I I mean, I don't see that at all. No. I, I mean, at all. I mean, I wouldn't bank on them going to the Super Bowl. No, but, no. But, like... They're still going to be a really good team. <laughs> right. Really good. Like, the chances of them not winning 12 games are... <laughs> Pretty low for me, I would say. I mean, twelve and five is yeah, probably like the worst they can be. With Browns and Pittsburgh. Like yeah, that. I mean, but the only reason I threw this on there is because Steelers defense is pretty. Well, I mean, the Steelers defense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I just I don't see it from 
the Bengals taking a step backwards. Maybe they start slow, but like I, they're gonna be good. Yeah. Right. I 100% agree. Um, and then the Steelers are rolling with Trubisky as their starter for Week One. Um, they had a great defense, but I just don't see Trubisky delivering enough offensively to win them some games. No, but I'd rather see him out there than pick it right away. Throw him right away into a shitty situation. I agree. <clears throat> Give him a couple weeks, and then, you know, if you start 1-3 and three or 2-2, two yeah. and two, you could maybe throw him in there after start week four. In there. Yeah. Um, Bengals are 6.5-point favorites. Over-unders 44.5. I like the Bengals and the under. I like Bengals and toss-up. Over-under. Yeah, sure. All right, Patriots-Dolphins, um, this is another one where featuring two quarterbacks that the franchise will be hoping can take the next step this year. Um, it was clear the Patriots kind of kept Mac under like a smaller playbook, didn't yeah. really open him up. So are, is Bill going to open him up this year? Are they willing to do that? Is that what they want to do? Um, a lot of question marks there offensively. <clears throat> and then... Tua, as I mentioned, breakout candidate for a lot of people with Tyreek, the addition of Tyreek Hill. Um, they look offensively on paper like they could be one of the best offenses in the league, but it's all dependent on Tua. Yep. Just like a lot of these teams, it's all dependent on their quarterback. And like I said, going to be very repetitive, but that really is the question that lies with like 60% of the league. So. Yeah. Dolphins are minus three and a half in this one, over under 44 and a half. Patriots. Really? Yeah, I think it's one of those. The Dolphins, like you said, stack roster, want to make a deep playoff run or make the playoffs win the division. And I think Bill Belichick and the Patriots are the stellar division, first game of the week. I think they think the Patriots win. Come out and punch them in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it's really. Not that the Patriots are going to win the division and that they're going to run it, but like, I think it's just one of those things, Bill Belichick, like, it's this up and coming team against the Patriots, so it's like I think the DNA of the Patriots is still there somewhere. So right, yeah, I actually like this will be one game I don't touch, to be honest no, with you. Yeah. So, but I would, I I don't know. I guess I'd lean probably. You're right, probably towards the Patriots, and honestly, it's the just under one of those, like one of those things. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. All right, Browns Panthers. One of the better matchups just on the, the storylines. Yeah. <clears throat> Obviously, you know that the Browns have moved on from Baker uh, to trade for Deshaun. Massive deal. Kicker, obviously, being he's out the first 11 weeks because of suspension. Patriots signed Baker. Obviously, based on their confidence with Sam Darnold, which yeah. is pretty low, I would guess. Um, and I think what they just traded for him, was it last year that they traded for him? It was, because he started yeah. off really good, right? Yeah. He had like five rushing touchdowns yeah. in the first three games yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and we'll just see how Baker can do. Um, I'm really concerned about Baker because he's got CMC and that's it. There's nobody on that team. DJ Moore? I guess, but... And then what? Anderson? Yeah, who was like... Feels yeah, like he's been in the league for 30 yeah, years. I don't know. I, the Panthers are going to be bad. The Browns are going to be horrible for the first 10 weeks, 11 weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch that game. I don't no. think I'll get it on TV anyways, but I for sure. One of those, yeah, storylines, great, awesome, Browns, all that stuff, but probably going to be the worst overall 
football game of the weekend. Yeah. That was it. Yep. You know, the uh, one that I'd want to watch, that one's at the bottom of the totem pole. The only other one maybe it would be like Commander's Jags. That's that's still more fun though than watching the Browns and Panthers to me. Fair enough. Uh, so the Panthers are one and a half point favorites. I think just based on because, I mean, Baker had. I'll take, the, I'll take the Browns. I still can run. The run the ball, run it a lot, and their defense should be better than the Mike Panthers. Defense. There. Yeah. It's yeah. a tweak, but. Very trippy. Um, and then the over under is forty two. I think you hammer the under there. Uh, all right, and then Colts, Texans, uh, Davis Mills, Matt Ryan. Um, interesting, I guess. Uh, just Matt Ryan being in a Colts uniform is kind of, kind of weird. Yeah. Um, they had defense that was number one in takeaways last year, coupled with the rushing game of obviously Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Uh, he finally has two things he's never really had: Matt Ryan, uh, a defense and a run game. He's also been. He also has a pretty good receiving core. Michael Pittman, Ali Cox, Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce. Um, and the Texans, I just have no hope for at all. Yeah, they're going to be bad for a long time, I think. Yeah. They got no picks. Colts, right there. The defense is sick. JT's sick. But Matt Ryan, I mean, we'll see. Pittman's an awesome weapon to have. But I think, yeah, the Colts blow them out of the water. And then, yeah, Texans, they... Texans. They're gonna be bad, dude. Yeah, I, three players I could probably name. If you don't count Davis Mills, probably not. <laughs> Brandon Cooks, Damian Pierce, and Damian Pierce isn't even a starter. That's the sad part. Yeah, is he got named the show? Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, who else? Oh, oh uh, Rex Burkhead. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Colts minus seven seems like a lock and a yeah. half out there. Um, away, it doesn't matter. No. All right, Saints-Falcons. Falcons with the departure of Matt Ryan, obviously. Drafted Desmond Ritter. Uh, signed Mariota. Mariota penciled in to be their week one um, against the Saints. Saints had a pretty good year defensively. <clears throat> Got off to a great start, or a pretty decent start before losing Jameis. Um well, I don't expect them to be as great. Um, like offensively, I do think they're going to give their opponents a tough time each week. I mean, yep. they're just they're good defensively. You still got Kamara. You got Michael Thomas coming back. The sign or the draft of Olave. The Saints got the Honey Badger too. Yeah. Yeah. As long as Jameis doesn't turn the ball over, um, I can see why people are so high on the Saints. But I'm still not riding. Jameis, you know, yeah, like it's gonna come a time where everything that we know about Jameis is gonna come back to bite him. I think. Yeah, right, for sure. But the Saints roster is pretty stacked. Super stacked. So um, I can see the flash and the hype behind him. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And I would say the same for the Falcons. Like, if they had a quarterback, we'll see when Desmond Ritter ultimately takes over the reins because you know it's gonna be this year at some yeah. point. Um, they have some really good young stars. Obviously, they lost Ridley for the year, which is still ridiculous to me that he's sitting out a year for betting $1,500. But I guess I'm not the NFL. so. Um, but they still got Kyle Pitts, uh, Drake London. Yep. I think they'll be pretty good this year. Or, I mean, not this year, but in the, yeah, like they're they set got, up they for the pieces, future. For sure. um, 
their defense is obviously a, the biggest question mark there. Cause, yeah, a lot of holes. Yeah. Uh, so the Saints are five-and-a-half point favorites in that one, and I actually like the Saints in that I'll one, too. The Saints based on the roster. Yeah. Uh, over under 42 and a half. I don't think I would touch either of that because that's questionable. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just don't know what the Falcons are going to yeah, do offensively. I think the Saints could probably score 43. <laughs> Literally, yeah, but. You don't know how they could score 10. Yeah. So. All right, Ravens, Jets. Um, just like I mentioned earlier, like we didn't do anything off season, so I'm just going to throw this in there. Lamar still hasn't got a deal. Um, it's going to be done by Friday, he said. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if he's going to sit out. I really doubt he'll sit out. Yeah. But um, the backfield looking to get a little bit more stability with the return of Dick, J.K. Dobbins off of injury. Hopefully he can get them a running game that they've been kind of missing the last couple of years. Um, they did lose Hollywood Brown, however, to the Cardinals. Um, the Ravens are a very interesting team for me this year. I don't know what to expect from that at all. Not one bit. They're like one of the biggest question marks for me because they could be a contender or they literally could finish in the bottom half of the yeah. league. Like I really have no clue what to expect from them. I'm on the same boat. I seriously don't know. Obviously, good coach, good tradition. Lamar is a stud, but not many options on offense right now. Um, even Dobbins isn't really. Um, he doesn't have a lot of reps, obviously. Right. And the defense, I, they were so hurt last year on both sides of the ball that if they're fully healthy, yeah, I could see them being really good. But also, I don't know. Yeah, they could. it could literally go either way for them, I think. I mean, they could win four or five games or make a deep Big contenders. Yeah. yeah, I know. They're just, like, they're such a big question mark for me this year. And, like, I didn't even realize it until I was, like, writing notes. And I'm like, I – I don't have yeah, any don't clue what to expect from the Ravens. their win total set at? I don't know. I would say, like, for me it would be, like, eight and a half because yeah. it literally is just so, so hit or miss. Like, they could be really good or really bad. Um, and then I'll just do some notes while you're looking that up. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. I would honestly take the under. Yeah. I mean, 11 and seven, I guess. Yeah, it's not a great season. No. Or not 11 and 7, 11 and 6. Right. Yeah, they play 17. 17, yeah. Um, the Jets are, lo- are missing Zach Wilson for the first at least four weeks, it sounds like. Uh, obviously sucks for them because they spent a lot of their offseason on the offensive side of the ball. Um, a lot of talent. Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Elijah- phenomenal draft. <clears throat> Elijah Moore, uh, who was really good last year. Um, Michael Carter, who was actually pretty solid last year, and then they drafted Brees Hall as well. Yeah. Um, so they are really good offensively. They had a really good draft, I think. Sauce um, Gardner and Jameer Johnson, I think his name is. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they can look like. And like I said, it sucks for them yeah. um, that Zach Wilson got yeah. hurt in the preseason. Um, but hopefully when he comes back, they can kind of at least see what they're going to look like yeah. in the next couple of years. They definitely have the stepping stones and the building blocks to not be horrible. the laughing stock of yes. the NFL. Yep, I agree. I mean, their roster looks really good on paper, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. A lot see. of young guys, so give them some experience and build for the future. Like, obviously, I don't think they'll do anything no. this year, but in the coming surprise. years. They could have one or two surprise wins, though. For sure. 
Um, Ravens are seven-point favorites. I like the Ravens here just because I, I you, you don't it's Joe Flacco that, yeah, that's, that's starting. I was gonna say Ravens just because of Flacco. Yeah, um, and like we said about the Ravens, we're not sure, but just like when you have Lamar going against an aging Joe Flacco, it's I, I think you got to take the yeah. Ravens here, and their defense should be pretty decent. So over unders forty four and a half. I honestly won't touch that one either because I don't know what to do nope. there. All right, Jaguars and Commanders, Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence. Commanders are another interesting team. Uh, we all know how Carson Wentz can be Carson Wentz. He can also be Carson Wentz. Yep. Um, it just depends on which Carson Wentz you're going to get, the good or the bad. Um, I, they have a lot of talent offensively. Antonio Gibson, uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. They just drafted. Um, I don't know. They'll be decent. Yeah. Uh, the guy who got shot. Uh, something Robinson. Yeah. Ryan Robinson. Ryan, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, for, for both, both these teams, teams, I don't, I probably won't put them on the TV one time. No. So it doesn't. No. Nope. Um, nothing to say. Jags are a complete mess, but. At least they got a new head coach. Yep. Because that that's, was. That's the first one of the season. Yep. That was a massive win because <laughs> Urban was a disaster last year. Um, and Trevor Lawrence, I still don't know. He kind of feels like Justin Fields to me, just in a fucking horrible situation where it's just going to be really, really hard yeah. for him to do anything. Um, we'll get his teammate back, Travis Etienne. Yeah. He's got a few weapons. To um, who I think will eventually take over that role from James Robinson. Yep. Um, but, again, this is another one. Both are going to be well, a... Well, he's already taken over. Robinson's hurt. Oh, yeah. That's he's right. got no option. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, but a lot of question marks for both these teams, um, and it's going to be a painful game to watch, uh, I would say. I'll take the under 44. And commanders are two and a half. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'd take, take the commanders. Them, yeah, they won by a field goal. Yeah. I would, I would hope. I think 17-14 this yeah. game might be. Yeah, 13-10. <laughs> All right, uh, so now we are done with the noon games. We're on to the 325 games. Packers, Vikings, why don't you go ahead and let me know what you think first. Um, first, really happy with the offseason. Um, moved on from some guys, expiring contracts. Had a pretty good draft, I would assume. Well, I think so. So far from the Vikings, obviously, they've got to prove it, but we've got a safety um, out of Georgia, which doesn't hurt anyone ever usually. Um, hopefully he can play strong alongside Harrison Smith, um, brand new coach, um, offensive coordinator. I don't even know his first name. I, O'Connell. I know. But he is won the Super Kevin O'Connell um, won the Super Bowl last year with the Rams. Um, obviously the Rams had one of the best offenses in the NFL and I think we've had the pieces to have one of the best offenses in the league but we just have a defensive run the ball minded coach um, so I think O'Connell's really going to open it up and let people play to their strengths and talents and let let Kirk make good decisions with the ball and sling around the field. Um, offense is disgusting uh, on paper. Yes, I mean, on paper it is. Um, obviously there's always so offensive line questions. So as long as we can protect Kirk, um, I think he'll have a good year. Um, I'm not expecting a whole bunch. I think if we split with the Packers, um, hopefully grab do. a wild card spot. I think there'd be a win for the season and then hopefully um, be able to retain everyone for the next couple of years and build with what O'Connell's got cooking. But I think the offense can be really good. 
um, some new young faces on the defense, but I think um, Minnesota uh, always pretty solid on D. Um, but we'll see. I'm just happy. Um, kind of a fresh start with a fresh coach, and I think we're young enough to still be able to make noise, but still have um, enough veterans to, um, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of, you know, young enough where there's a bunch of talent there, uh, but old enough that people know how to win and veteran and over nine and a half wins? I mean, I'd probably say under. Really? I don't know. I, would say I think it's going to be eight or nine. I like, so. the, I like the over there. I yeah. think I think ten and seven. That'd be a good season. But hopefully make the playoffs, and um, hopefully everyone likes the offense. Hopefully Jefferson loves the offense and wants to Stay. spend the rest of his – not I don't even care the rest of his career. Just the next four or five years would be yeah. unreal. Don't want to but lose that guy. Kirk, um, I, I think this is it. I mean, if he doesn't have an unreal season, he's well, he's got one more year after this year. But I Could think always this trade is the, him too. Good, but we'll see. I'm excited. Um, just realistic. I'm not expecting much, but hopefully our offense is electric and put up some points and our defense is able to stop someone. And we weren't very healthy last year on defense, so we'll see. But obviously, I wouldn't want to pay play the Packers right away, but. It's probably it the best and, time to play the Packers yeah, that's true. this year. That's true. But how do you feel about the Packers? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't. It's another one of those. I liked our draft, actually. I mean, obviously, the, we weren't going to go up high enough to get any of the, the really good like receivers that I wanted. Like, Alave would have been massive. I would have loved to have Alave, but... I mean, he went so quick. Garrett Wilson went so quick. Even Jamison Williams went quick. Like, there was just no real options for the Packers, so we had to go with Christian Watson in the second round, which he hasn't had what we were hoping for in the offseason so far. He got hurt. I don't – I mean, little skeptical there. Obviously, Romeo has been huge. Like, he gives me a little bit of hope. Um for the wide receiver core. The defense should be fucking disgusting. I love the first two picks in the draft. I mean, why wouldn't you just load up there? If you if, if you couldn't go and get one of those, you know, top four receivers, Dotson, Wilson, Olave, Jameson Williams, like if you couldn't go get one of those guys, you might as well load up on the defense because there was some really good defensive players left. Um, so I do like that. The defense, I mean, should be a top-five defense in the league, yeah. realistically. Um, but offensively, I think we're going to start pretty shaky. It is nice to have 12, regardless. Um, he should be able to figure it out. Um, a lot of people are saying that he'll be better without Devontae. I would say that's possible if you had somebody that was, like, at least decent. But right now, our number one is Lazard, and, I mean... He was a he's a number three like behind anybody decent, so um, it's tough. It it's really questionable. I I think I when I saw the line for f the first time, Packers minus one and a half. I think I texted you and Z. I said lock of the century Vikings money line, and I'm gonna ride that because I just I don't know. I think it's gonna be sketchy to start the season, and the Vikings always. We always split. Yeah. Um, and it's usually home and home. So. Yep. So I like the Vikings in this one just because. Sure, I'll, I like the Vikings too. I don't know. 
We'll, we'll see. see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like overhype the Packers. I'm not gonna yeah. under like. Yeah. It's just we're we have a lot of question marks on the offensive side of the ball, and you know, obviously having Rodgers helps a lot for you know that situation. But it's just I don't know. Yeah. And then. <clears throat> Just for the Vikings, I was pissed on draft night because we had the 13th pick, I believe, and I wanted to draft Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, but then they traded out and went back to the 32nd pick and still drafted a safety, so I didn't really understand the move, but Kyle Hamilton is not starting for the Ravens, so that makes me feel a little bit better. That's all, but uh, not that he's he's probably gonna be really fucking good. But it makes me feel better that he's, that he's not, not a week one tearing starter, up, tearing up preseason camp and like yeah. how did this guy go top ten? Because that's where he was projected. So I was like, sweet, let's snag him, whatever. But then we fell back and still end up taking safety. So hopefully it works out. But I'm excited for this season for sure. This game will tell both about both teams. I think uh, Vikings playing style, uh, the new offense, a new coach, and what their schemes will be, and then how good the Packers offense or even if they show glimpses of this is how we're going to do it, you know, this year with no real true number one. That's still have Aaron Jones, who's catch a lot of balls and be obviously the focal point of the offense. So Yeah. And A.J. Dillon, we probably have the and best Bakhtiari one. And Bakhtiari and Jenkins are back. Yeah. So. I mean, we probably have – sorry, that's my dog being a shithead. Um, Lucy, go away. Um – I mean, we probably have, like, one of the best one-two duos in the league for running backs, so that'll help a lot. And But the the reason I like the Vikings in this one, because, yes, Kevin O'Connell came from the Rams last year, so you can watch that on film. But with the roster change, I mean, it's a completely different roster. When you have Justin Jefferson and Thielen and Delvin versus, like, they had Cooper Cup pretty much, and that was it last year. Like, Akers was hurt, you know. OBJ was decent for a while there, but like they don't have, they didn't have Justin Jefferson and yeah. a Thielen so, and a Delvin. Like there isn't a lot of tape. Just that he lets them play to their full potential and whatever they want to do. Uh, Packers over under is set at eleven. God, that is tough. I mean, I'd like to say over. Yeah. Like I feel like anything under that is going to be a dis- disappointment with the defense that we have. But that's a lot of wins. I mean, but. You know, we should beat the Bears twice. We should beat the Lions twice. We'll probably beat the Vikings once. So that's, you know, already a pretty decent start. But our schedule is pretty tough as well. Same. But I think we've got, we've got Tampa. We've got the Rams. I think we've got the Niners. I think we have all those same teams. Yeah. I think we go to Dallas. Let me see. I'm going to look right now because I'm curious. I just remember right when it came out, I was like, damn, that is a tough schedule. Uh, so Vikings, Bears. So I'm gonna say one and one. Bucks, not so good. I, that's probably gonna be one and two. Patriots that we should win. Giants we should win. Jets we should win. Commanders we should win. Then we got the at the Bills, Lions home against the Cowboys, home against the Titans at the Eagles, Bears home against the Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions. So I mean. Well, there are some pretty decent, like, easy win games, you would imagine. Yeah. Commanders, Jets, Giants, like, three in a row in there. That'll be helpful. But we've got Bills, Bucks, Rams, Cowboys. I mean, those are some tough games. Yeah, for sure. So, we'll see.
All right, moving on. Giants, Titans, Daniel Jones, another quarterback trying to take a step up this year. They didn't really do anything for him offensively. Getting Saquon might help a little bit. Titans are losing A.J. Brown, but they're getting Derrick Henry back. Robert Woods also coming off an injury, but going to be probably huge to their um, offense, especially with losing A.J. Brown. Um, obviously, Tannehill is going to have to be better for them this year than he was last year for them to really make a splash. Uh, I don't have a ton about the Giants. I really, they're an unknown. No. They're another one of those, like... Their top draft pick got hurt. Could be really so bad. Could be... Uh, I mean... They're going to be bad. Yeah. I think I don't trust Daniel Jones. And, and he's can, like a perfect backup quarterback. But he's and you never know with Saquon either. Yep. So... A lot of people are expecting him to have a big year, but I just... Obviously, he's got to prove it, but I haven't, you know. Yep. And, like... When you have a quarterback that can't throw, it makes it a lot harder to run. So, yeah, how how good can he be, really? Uh, so the Titans are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take the Titans in that one all day. Yeah. <clears throat> Raiders, Chargers. Uh, Raiders are an interesting team. They have a lot of new things coming in for them, new head coach. Obviously, Devontae coming in um, and a decent defense returning. Yet another team that's going to hinge heavily on the play of their quarterback with Carr. Um, whether he can get the job done or not. Um, with Devontae, you would think he should be better than he was and, like, what people expect him to be because he's always been that quarterback that, like, they've always said he's going to be pretty good, but he, you just don't know. Um, and then on the flip side of the ball, we've talked about the Chargers. Uh, they're one of my they're my pick to come out of the AFC. Uh, they got so much better this offseason. I didn't even know that was possible. Um, the additional Khalil Mack. They didn't lose anybody as far as I know or can think of. <clears throat> Herbert is in a huge position with this amazingly high-powered offense to have a great year. Um, he would be, like, one of my picks to win the MVP, um, probably at least passing touchdowns or yeah. yards or yeah. something. Um, and really what it's going to come down to for me is the coaching. Is Brandon Staley going to stick with that? Go for it on every fucking fourth yeah. down or not because I don't think he needs to. Their defense is going to be so good. Their offense is going to be so good. Just punt the ball once in a while. It's not the end of the world, dude. I promise. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what you got. Uh, I love the Chargers. I think they're going to be really good. But, I mean, they have added some pieces, but they did have this one year last year. They just weren't able to find some wins in some crucial situations. Uh, the Raiders, I think their offense can be super high-powered. Um, I think Devontae will kill it with college roommates and best friends and Hunter Referral. But this will be an exciting game. I got the over for sure. Um, I won't touch a um, favorite or dog. but I like the Chargers three and a half. Over for sure. Um, but both these teams are <clears> super exciting. and. Uh, they got to play twice this year, and their conference is absolutely loaded. So you got to have firepower to compete with the Chiefs and the Bills. So I think these two have it. I don't know if the Raiders are fully there yet, but the, and the Chargers weren't last year, but they definitely made the moves to um, put them in that next tier of mm -hmm. Super Bowl contenders, I would say. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I would expect Herbert to have a monster year. Yep. All the same. <clears throat> All right, Tampa and the Cowboys – um, Brady's back again. We already talked about the wild stat of, you know, I think it was like 2010. Every year they loses, he comes back and wins the Super Bowl. Uh, I think they're going to be just as good as last year's team. Um, 
again, every year we go through this, a lot of talk about Brady not being good enough this year, and I just, again, I'm not going to bet against the guy. So. Not with the team. Yeah, two weeks he took off, but it was all predetermined. They already knew about it. Not like he just walked away from the team for two weeks. Like It's just all of the media trying to make headlines about Brady because he's the best player ever. I mean, it's just whatever. Um, the Cowboys, I think, are in for another letdown year. Um, I have to say, as long as McCarthy's their head coach, I just don't see it from them. I, I, they don't have an identity. No, like, like their offense should be good as hell, and it's not. Their defense should be pretty decent, and it's really not. Like I just I don't know about the Cowboys at all. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, those teams. Yeah, with Tampa, I think obviously I think it's pretty much the same roster. They lost some guys, but I mean you still have Tom. I think they're gonna obviously win their division. I would assume pretty easily, and then hopefully to rely on Tom to make another run, but. I wouldn't consider them a Super Bowl favorite or contender right now, but you just never know. On the Cowboys, I'm with you. McCarthy, you can't trust them. Um, just CD's sick. Uh, Zeke, just so many question marks. Their offensive line is good, but coaching mistakes and not having identity on defense, and I don't know. It's really going to hurt them. They'll win their fair share of games, I would assume, but like they're not in that next tier. I don't see them getting there with them said but no I think that's gonna be the same old Cowboys probably finish a little above 500 I think they like, make the playoffs and probably lose in the first round so yeah I think like 10 and 7 on repeat something yeah. like that yep 9 and 8 I don't know something. I think the Eagles might win the division actually yeah all right Tampa minus two and a half over under 50 and a half I'm gonna go Tampa over there I'll just yeah same <laughs> uh all right Chiefs Cardinals. Obviously, the Chiefs are losing Tyreek Hill, um, or they did lose Tyreek Hill. I don't know why I'm saying R currently, yeah. but they did. Um, but they got Juju and MVS from the Packers. Um, we'll see if Mahomes can still work his magic without Tyreek. I would say yes, um, but a lot of people are questioning that. I don't see why. They really still have a deep ball threat in MVS. He was able more. And then they, they drafted Sky Moore as well. MVS um, was able to open up the field, not quite as much as Tyreek, obviously, but oh, yeah. I still think he's got their deep ball ability. Um, and Juju can be really good. He was just dealing with Ben Roethlisberger for yeah. the last yeah. three years. Um, so, I, 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 I mean, they've got three receivers to replace one. Um, still have Kelsey. We'll still have... These random running backs that do well. I know Clyde is obviously their guy, but you don't know with him. Um, but I, and I, their defense should be solid again, I would imagine. Um, so I, I don't have a ton of question marks about the Chiefs like all these other people do. Yeah, me either. Um, I think within the draft and free agency, they've kind of done all they could do to rebuild and replace Tyreek. Uh, I think Kelsey's going to have a monster year. Um, their defense did lose Tyron Matthew, but... I think is their offense will keep them in games, and the defense just has to play average and maybe have one takeaway a game. And I don't think they will be as good as the last couple Chiefs teams, but obviously I still think they're an AFC powerhouse, and they probably run through Kansas City. Yep. Just um, because of Pat Mahomes, and he's sick. <clears throat> and then they're still really good, and Andy Reid is still a health coach. Nothing changes there, so. Yep. 
As long as you have a guy like that on the team, you can't ever really have too many question marks, no. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then the Cardinals, they got Kyler Murray signed to a long-term deal. Uh, you and I are both not very big on Kyler. Um, he just really, to me, hasn't proved himself at all. Um, without Hopkins at the start of the year. Um, and then, But they did bring in Hollywood, so hopefully Hollywood can be that, that guy for them um, that he wasn't really with Lamar and the Ravens. Um, their defense should be okay. Uh, they lost Chase Edmonds to the Dolphins, so they won't have that two-headed monster in the backfield as they did last year. Um, but... I don't know about the Cardinals either. They're another one of those. I, they yeah, feel like they the Ravens started great last year and then went down down quick. They started eight and zero, I think. Yeah, seven or eight. Seven or eight, and then I, this still team. That same team is still there. Um, as for the game goes, I think the Chiefs jump on them early and don't look back. And I would take the Chiefs and the under. I don't think the Cardinals score many points, and I think the Cardinals are going to have a frustrating start to the season. Yeah, they feel like a Ravens to me as yeah. well. Could be really good, could be really bad. I, I like I just there's too many question marks yeah. there for me. All right, and then the last game of week 1, we get to finish Monday night with the Broncos and Seahawks, which is unfortunate. Um I really wish one of these other games would have been the kickoff to Monday night football. Yeah. I mean, you've got Tampa, you've got Raiders, Chargers, you've got the Packers, Vikings, all those 325 games that could have easily been the, replaced this Monday night game. But this is what we get. Um, we get to see Russ's return to Seattle, and that'll be the main storyline of this game. Obviously, um, he's got a great defense, which is when he went to the Super Bowl um, with a really good defense. Um, and he's got some decent offensive weapons, as we talked about. Um, I talked about Judy. You mentioned Cortland Sutton. Um, they've got Melvin. They've got Javante Williams. They did lose Noah Fant, obviously, in the Russ trade. Um, but they are in the AFC West, which is going to be one of the toughest divisions, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs. I mean, it's going to be a monster division. Um, so we'll see how they can weather the storm going through that. Um, and as for the Seahawks, they have every indication of being in an absolute world of hurt. They might not win a game this year as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they have nothing. Yep. They've got DK and Tyler, but nobody to get them the ball. Yep. And their defense, I couldn't tell you. Uh, same about the defense. Uh, as far as the Broncos, um, I do kind of like them. I feel like they were in a lot of games last year without a quarterback. Yep. Now with Russ, I think they might be a sleeper Super Bowl pick. Um, if Russ can carry and the, he has the weapons, they have the defense. They've always had the defense, but it's been the quarterback play. And I, there, I would assume they got that fixed. Um, so I really do like the Broncos. I think they just clobbered the Seahawks. Yeah. And the Seahawks, yep, uh, worst team in the league. I would assume <laughs> Pete Carroll probably done. I would hope after this year, and they're in full rebuild mode. Full. Holy. Rebuild mode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you just have a stroke? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they got a few pieces from the Broncos in the trade. Something to work with. Drew Locke and Noah Fant. Noah Fant's solid. Yeah, but, but he's, he's got, got nobody to throw him the ball. They got to figure that out. There's two great quarterbacks in the draft this year. And yeah. Go. Yeah. They for the draft. Seahawks just don't. Yeah. Take CJ Stroud. Bryce Young. I don't care. What's 
Uh, it is only six and a half. I don't know how. Oh, well. Right. I would hammer it. And then it's 44 and a half over under. I'm honestly going to go over just because I think the, <laughs> the Seahawks or the Broncos might put up 40 alone. Yeah, I'm going Broncos for sure, though. That is just an absolute hammer job. Dude, I hate it. I like every favorite pretty much, though. That's the problem, except for the Vikings. Um, All right, what else we got? Nothing? College football, 12 teams. Oh, yeah, 12-team playoff. We should probably talk about that, yeah. I'm super excited for that. Thank God. I wish it would only get so sick. I wish I had only done eight to yeah. start, but I like it a lot. Yep. I mean, either way. I think the same four teams are going to make it, but it just brings in more football and more revenue, and the home games are going to be sick. Super sick. But. Like, and I hate to say this to myself, but now the Badgers actually have a chance to make a playoff they game. They could make a playoff. And if, well, say Ohio State, Michigan, they're not the top seed. You know, so, so these schools are going to have to come there in mid-December. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I yeah. think there's a huge upper hand. Not so much in the NFL with weather, but in college, you know, you play. If you play in the South, you play every team in the South. Like, you never. Never, never ever, ever touch weather. About it. Yeah. Half the guys on Alabama's roster have probably never seen snow. Because everybody, like, all the big, like, home and aways that they do, like, for college football, like, I know we had the LSU yeah, one. We've got Bama coming up. September, they're either it's neutral or it's, yeah, it's in September. Yep. So it's always nice wherever they're at. So it'll be interesting. I think that'll be super, super cool. Best football product, but yeah, it's gonna be sick. I I like it. Same. I'm super excited for it. I like. Thank God they did it because it's just like. Even if it ends up being like the top four, like it always is, like after the playoff, at least you get to watch some good games before that. Yeah. Like. You know, and Bama's probably, like, if they're the number one or Georgia's the number one, they'll play the whatever, the 12 or whatever, and just roll them. But, like, well, no, they're doing well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so it'll be one and six or whatever, right? But either way, they'll probably still roll them. Yeah. But, like, at least you get to watch those and middle tier all teams. the teams that are right, always on the outside looking in. Like, everyone gets to make it. It's a good thing for the school and the football right. program and, like, Making the playoff is going to be a big deal. Yeah, and it'll help them recruit better, and it should even the playing field a little bit, I would think, as well. Yeah. Um, in the future, obviously, that's not going to happen right away. But like, as time goes on and that playoff sticks around for a while, which I hope it does, it will it will make it a li- a lot more interesting for college football. Um, <clears throat> no top five this week, just because we wanted to get all this in um we had a lot to talk about i'm super excited we'll obviously do uh recaps and previews for next week um we probably won't recap every or preview every game next week but obviously because we haven't had anything to go off of yet in the nfl we did the preview for everything but we'll recap probably every game so um, I'm super excited to get it underway. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, really sorry for the abrupt ending for everybody. Um, it was tough. We obviously were pretty pissed about it too. It's not like we were like, oh, thank God it's over. It yeah, was like, no. we feel bad. Um, and we actually tried to start two weeks ago, but summer wasn't, summer wasn't done yet. So um, we finally got it 
uh, underway, and we shouldn't have um, too many blemishes from our normal Wednesday, post-it Thursday yep. stuff um, right coming up. So I'm excited. Hope you guys are too, uh, and we will see you next week. All right. See you guys. Later.